Blog Talk Radio. Gracious, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good whatever time it is in your atmosphere. We thank and praise God for another chance and an opportunity to join in the airwaves with you with the It's Real Radio talk show. We are blessed today, hallelujah, to be coming back with you. We've been off for about a month, but God is, is faithful and he's good and Here we are, we're back and ready to go, and as always, I am joined by my wonderful and beautiful co-host, Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you, my love? I'm thanking God, like you, sis, just a blessing. So much has happened since we haven't been together on the show, you know, just everyday life, and I know we've had some Mm -hmm. um, deaths in the family, and several things going on, but we thank God for another day of being on the show. Amen. 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 This, um, this truly, truly has been a year for the record books. Um, there has been just so much. And like you said, um, this past month, um, I've had to lay to rest two people, um, my sister-in-law and someone that was, um, extremely close to me. I actually, um, Ran his company for a while. I was president of his production company. Just a um, my dear dear friend, and it has been um, trying for me. I have to say that um, all year long, there's been so many people that have lost their lives, some to COVID, others to illnesses, others to just hey, it was this time God said come on home. But um, because of the virus. Several of them, I really had desire to be at their their celebration, their celebration of life. But, you know, I was just like, yeah, I think I'll just send some flowers and get with you cool, you know, um, and just say, you know, my goodbyes in the presence of God. But for these two people, I had to actually um, be there. Um, I, I definitely had to go and support my husband as he said goodbye to his sister. And um, and then for my friend last weekend, I, I um, had to be there. I, I toyed with it. Didn't, it was just like, you know, you, you're right there teetering on that edge. And then his wife said, you guys were so close. I know he would want you here. And it was just like, oh, 
it was, you know, and, and I know she didn't say it to be like a guilt trip or anything like that, but it was just, she was right, you know, and I couldn't argue it. And I told my daughter, I said, you know, I believe if it was the flip side that he would have moved heaven and hell, you know, to get there, to be there. So I could not, not go. So I did, but I'm just kind of giving this backdrop on part of why, you know, we uh, we haven't been on for the past month because yeah, these were like every other week <laughs> was something, you know, I had a funeral every other weekend. I was dealing with other situations that were going on all at the same time. And, and this kind of led me to today's topic. Um, and our topic today is when the strong become weak. There are so many of us out there that we we know that God is our source, and, and I, so I'm not saying this arrogantly or trying to take credit for anything, but we are still what would be considered the backbone of our family, and um, we are that one, the ones that. Everybody, you know, it's like you're so strong, and you know, and they just they rely on you. They rely on you to um, to be there to take care of whatever is wrong, um, be it emotionally, financially, whatever. You know, they just it's just like you know, everything just kind of falls on your shoulders. And I, I was talking to the Lord earlier this week, and I said, God, I don't want. Um, to put it out there that everything is on me because I recognize that it's not on me, it's on you. But at the same time, I feel the weight of everything that, that has been going on. And I just kind of, especially last weekend, it was just like I got to a place of wanting to literally just feel like you just kind of want to go into a corner somewhere, get that invisible cloak. I forget who the the um, cartoon character was that used to have an invisible cloak, but go in a corner, cover yourself over with that invisible cloak, and so they can nobody see you, they don't know you're there, and just to kind of go into your own little cocoon. And um, and it, it what it did was um, brought out the importance within myself of refreshing. It's like we have got to, and, I, and I, again, I wanted to do this show because I know that there's so many people out there that feel like I feel. And you, you've got to self-care. You've got to take care of yourself and allow yourself to digress and refresh. Um, and that's not always easy. It is not always um, opportune times to do that. There's always so much going on around you, especially that focal point person in the family, because it, you know, even though you may be feeling a weak moment, you may be feeling um, even despair or just, you know, that I just don't want to do this right now. You know, it's not that I don't want to do it anymore. I just don't want to do it right now. I just want to exhale. I want, you know, just to to chill. It was like I told my daughter, I said, I need a beach day. Actually, I need to be on a ship. I don't know about it. For about a week and a half, two weeks to shut everything out is how I really feel. But um, I, I had called her earlier today and I was like, I, we, I, I get a chance, the opportunity, and I'm so blessed by this, to go and pick up my eldest grandson next month. 
um, on his birthday, which is two days after my birthday, and he's in Florida. And so um, I just today I went online and, and made reservations at a hotel so that I could have a beach day, so that I could just, you know, sit and let the water just kind of refresh me. Um, I took that week off because I, I and, and even though I'm taking it off, it's like there's a lot of travel involved in it. I have to drive to Florida, pick him up, come back to Atlanta, pack up, and drive to Vegas. And so there's a lot going on, even though I took the week off. But at the same time, it's like to be able to step out from under the pressures of the JOB, at least for that week. And just, you know, and I, I don't know about anybody else, but sometimes driving can be therapeutic. It's just, you know, you're just going and you just see it. And um, and the only thing you're thinking about, well, actually you think a lot <laughs> when you're on the road, but it's it's a, it's kind of a cleansing place. So I called my daughter and I said, hey, I have made arrangements for us to have a beach day. I'm just like, we'll get up about 4 o'clock in the morning, get on the road. So we will be in Melbourne, Florida by, say, noon, 1 o'clock, and we can just take the rest of the day and just chill and then get up the next morning and drive the, the rest of the way, the other two miles, I mean, um, two hours to go and, um, and pick up my grandson. But I just, you know, Pam, I, I want people to understand, because I believe, I'm, I'm going to be really honest, that sometimes people get into the place that I was kind of in last weekend and that disparity, that weight, feeling the weight, and sometimes feeling that will cause a person to want to check out permanently. And so that's why I thought that it was really important to have the conversation to say, you know, even in our strength, we still have to learn to step back, exhale, and refresh ourselves. You know, even in trying to be all things to all people, you have to be something to yourself first. You have to understand you got to take care of you, you know? Amen. Because if you don't, you can't take care of those around you. So I just wanted to Man, let me say this, sis. I'm not trying to cut you short because I could sit here and listen to this for the whole show, for the whole hour. You know, we were having a show a little bit about this when I was telling everybody. I'm just, I just, just wanted to give up. I just wanted to walk away. Mm-hmm. And it's, and and that's where it came from. That stage where so much is going on, you have to take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. You're in battle. People don't realize these mm-hmm. are spiritual battles. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, I heard um, Creflo Dollar say, you know, many of us Christians believe this is a playground. This is not a playground. This Mm. is a battleground. And when he said that, it quickened my spirit again. And I went, you are so right. Sometimes I get to the point with work and different things. It seems not like a playground, but I don't give much thought. I try not to, and then I try, and then all these things. And then after a while, because we had a a death on my husband's side, his uncle, Mm -hmm. and then a couple of coworkers that I knew from, uh, you know, other stores. And, you know, and just for what you hear around on the news, and I was like, wow, we're leaving here, people. And then, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're saying, sis, we got to take a moment in a time, Mm -hmm. period, to reflect and to get ourselves some love, some R&R. 
Yeah. That and and yeah. and that's what it's all about. And you need that because you've been going through so mm-hmm. much of a physical and spiritual battle. And I've been going through the same mm-hmm. thing, you guys, at work. My job is physical, and then it can be mental as well. And then just like you're saying, just your everyday, you know, your family members, blah blah blah. And you just, it's not that you want to give up. You just need a way, an outlet to check out for a minute. And what you're doing, the beach day. Yeah. That is so totally awesome. Yeah, yeah. I need a week, but I'll take that day. I will, you know, I, and I've been saying, thank you, Lord. God is so faithful because I've been saying I need to get to some water. And I've been saying it for a while now. And it was just like when I went online today because it was just like, okay, let me let me find um Radisson, somewhere in the area, because I've got a lot of points with them, and I can book the room for free for the night, right? And and as I started looking, and it was like, because I was looking at West Palm, and there wasn't one in West Palm, because West Palm is only 40 minutes from the facility where I'm picking Robbie up from. But these other two properties came up that was a ways away. You know, one is like 70-some miles. The other one, I think, is maybe 100 miles. I don't know, whatever. But... um. They came up and they were on the beach. And one of them um, was in Vero Beach. And I don't know how familiar you are with Florida, but Vero Beach, I was like, okay, well, that's cool. And it was like, you know, this country inn. And this is kind of where I stay a lot in country inns and suites. Um, because they're, you know, they're economical, they're cool, and what have you. And it said it was like 11 miles from the beach. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I can check in and go to the beach. And then this other one pops up. <laughs> and the name of the hotel was Oceanfront. And I'm going, where are you? <laughs> and as I, I looked at it, and it was in Melbourne, which is before you get to Vero Beach, if you're coming down I-95, right in Florida. And, um, and it was like it's literally on the beach. All the rooms have ocean views with balconies. And I'm going, and you literally, you you know, if you want to go to the beach, you go downstairs, you walk across the pool and down the steps, and you're on the beach. And I was like, that's it. It was just like it was a few more points. I don't care. <laughs> just like, this is what I need. This is what I need. And you have to get to the place of recognizing. You know, I talked to somebody Last weekend, another really dear friend of mine, I do remember my friend Grace, who I lived with when I was in um, New Jersey. And actually, yeah. um, our friend Harris, who passed away, Harris is the one that introduced Grace and I to each other. And so okay. when I got into New Jersey on um, on Saturday, I took the train. I stayed um, in Newark, but I took the train out to South Amboy to see her because I knew she wasn't going to be able to make the service the next day because a month and a half ago she fell in the tub and broke her leg and literally had to have surgery and have pins and a pole put in her leg. And um, she's been on physical therapy. She was in the hospital for a month. She's been on physical therapy and just just going through, (laughs) just going through. Wow, Um, wow. So I wanted to make sure that I went to go see her. And I knew she, she too, was having a hard time processing his passing because it just came out of the blue for all of us. So, um, and... 
so the next day was the surf. So I went, I spent a few hours with her that evening, got up the next day, went into to the train in the Woodbridge for the service and whatever. But that next morning, that Sunday morning, because the service was on Sunday, and I was just, it was like I just woke up a mess. <laughs> it was just like, it was, you wake up, you're weepy, you're, you know, hard to focus, hard to get it together. Just I just felt like a mess. And um, it was like, okay, I got to pull myself together. I got to make sure I'm cool because I don't want to be like this with his wife, you know, because then that's where that you got to be strong steps in, you know what I'm saying? You you know, you, you can't be in this state. And so just trying to get it together. And, and, um, and I thank God that I had like an hour to sit there with him prior to the service because they did the viewing right before the service. And so they allowed an hour and a half for the viewing and then, um, they closed the, the coffin and, and went on with the service, right? And so you would not be seeing him anymore. But um, so I had an hour. So it was like first getting there and just, you know, and that initial just seeing him and whatever. And, and, you know, and it's like not that hard down, boo-hoo, boo-hoo, but you're still, you know, you're processing. And it's like this is really real. I'm looking at this man laying here. Um and I had a chance to sit and just kind of process before um, his wife got there, which was a blessing, a true, true blessing for me. And then, you know, I've seen some old friends and some other people that we have worked with and what have you. So when it was over and, like, the train ride um, back into to Newark, it was just like <sighs> the mess part came back, you know, and so I got to the room, and then I was supposed to go out to dinner with my sister-in-law, with a dad, you know. But it was just, you know, you know you're not there. It's like you're going through the motions, but you're really not there. And then um, the next morning I got up, got on the plane, came back to Atlanta. Um, and I talked to my daughter um, when I got, got back. She gave me a call. And apparently, and my granddaughter is up here with me right now. And so apparently my granddaughter had told her um, that I didn't look good when I got in. And so she called me, and uh, she said she could hear it in my voice. She said, Tasia told her I didn't look good, but she could hear it in my voice. And I'm like, I'm a mess. And I, I, and I messed up. This is what's important for you guys to understand in taking the time for yourself. I messed up, came right in, and went right into work mode. I should have taken the day off to digress and, and to exhale. And I went right into work mode, and, but my nerves were so on edge, just like say one word to me, okay? <laughs> and I'm going in. <laughs> just like, so that's what, like little things like that tell you, you know, you need, you, you have to put you sometimes before the things that you think are pressing. You know, I didn't handle that right. And I, and I said that that evening as I was talking to my husband, I said, you know, I should have taken today off. I, I shouldn't have even tried to do this. Um, but we've got to, we've got to get to that place. No matter how pressing we think something is, what if I had have been the one that was laying in that coffin? Whatever it was that I thought was so pressing, guess what? It would have still been there. It would have still been there. And somebody else would have had to deal with it, <clears throat> or it wouldn't have got dealt with, whatever, you, you know. And then sometimes you kind of have to bring yourself 
to the reality of the moment. What if I wasn't here? It's like, oh, my God, so this is so pressing, and you need this right now, and it's got to be done, and yada, yada, yada. But what if I wasn't here? Then what? <laughs> you know? So we got to really, really get to a place of, you know what? Mm-hmm. You do you, boo, <laughs> okay? Because I'm fixing to take some time for me. And you, you have to, you, you have to learn that you are just as important, if not more so to yourself, than all that other stuff that you feel is so monumental out there. And if you don't take that time, it's like when I get home, it's like that first week, I need to be home, I need to be with my family, I need to be with my puppy, I need, you know what I'm saying, just to feel that love and that embrace. But that following week, I need to be in a show. I need to be in the presence of God. I need to detox my spirit. You know, we talk about detoxing our bodies, and I do that on the regular. You know, we talk about mentally um trying to work on ourselves, but how often do we work on our spirit? And so it's like, I need to detox my spirit because my spirit is vexed by everything that's going on, and that's not good. It's like, you know, I I, I just, I'm just trying to put it out there that no matter what, how how strong we feel like we are in the Lord, how strong we feel we mentally are, how we suck up our emotions so that we can be there for everybody else. If you don't step back and take something and do something for yourself, this is why, oh, Lord, Holy Spirit, this is why you have pastors committing suicide on the alarming rate that they do. Because they're trying to be everything to everybody and they're not being who they need to be for themselves. That's not good. It's not good. So we really, really have to learn that, hi, I've I got to take care of me. I love everybody. I want to help. I'm not saying I don't want to be. I want to be a conduit for God to work through me to bless others. I want that. I welcome that. But likewise, I have to recognize and understand that I am vitally important as well. And if I'm not working on my own mental health, if I'm not working on my own emotional health, if I'm not working on my own spiritual health, then I can't do what I need to do for others. Yes. Amen on that one. You know? Amen. 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 That's real. That's real. And people have to understand that. They think because you're pastors and or you're ministers and evangelists that you're not supposed to fall down, that you're not supposed to feel weak. You're not supposed to mm-hmm. get to a state where you want to say that this is over. You know, but it, it gets like that where you just say, I need a break. I need a spiritual break, one-on-one. And and it's not that that you don't love me. It's not that you're shutting me out. It's not any of that. I just need a moment because I have to go to God and rejuvenate and let Mm -hmm. him pour his spirit out on Mm -hmm. you again because it's easy to get Mm -hmm. drained. 
is easy. Oh my God. And you got to tell your bosses uh-huh. sometimes that, and you got to tell your jobs that sometimes, because sometimes your jobs yeah. will push you to the limit. They don't care Absolutely. as long as you keep performing, they they'll don't keep care. checking from you. They don't care. Exactly. No, no. They don't they'll care. replace it's you. That's something happened to you. <laughs> right. Thank you. So I get you now. See, you have to go through it to know what you're talking about. And I know that there's so many out there. You can call in. And the show is what happens when strong people fall weak sometimes too. And I know that there's somebody mm-hmm. out there to feel the same. Just call in or comment on the page or however you feel is best that you can reinvest back into the show of saying, yeah, this is me. Doesn't mean that you're weak. Doesn't mean you're passive. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that somebody out there, even though the COVID is going on, you still moving. You still doing. Mm-hmm. Cause some of people's mm-hmm. jobs, like my job, my husband's job, it didn't shut down. It kept going. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. So even through all this, and then, and then you, you have to go home and shut of, stuff up. Of, well, one of the things, like with you, because you're in an essential position, and so is is Jerry. the The key is is that not only do you have the weight of everything else, but then the and I won't. I'm let's call it what it is: the fear factor of all these people that you got to deal with on a daily basis. Like, are they sick? Like, am I going to catch something from them? But I still got to go mm-hmm. out here and do what I got to do. So that's just, mm-hmm. that's additional pressure. That's additional it's not just pressure. that, sis. You know, you, you look at, yeah, you look at people coming in the store and stuff. You don't know what's on people's minds these days. I've gotten more people saying to me now, thank you for your kindness. You don't know what I was feeling today. Mm. You don't goodness. know what was going on in my mind today. You know, and you made me, by you speaking, you made me feel better. So, you know, we got to keep pushing. And I know it's hard, but take a moment, you guys. Take a moment to love yourself and, again, family, because family is what's important right now. Family is what's important. That's what's up. Here's the one thing that I have, have really in the forefront of my mind taken away from this year, and, and I've, I've taken a lot, but the 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 most valuable, I believe, thing that I, I've learned is the gratitude of life. And, you know, we've, we've talked about this for years. We've, we've dealt with, you know, opening up the show and just, just you know, being thankful and, gra- and grateful for another day. But it has taken on even a new um, connotation now, a new value when you say you're thankful and you're grateful for life because life has been proven to be so fleeting this year. You know, <clears throat> perfectly healthy people, people that you thought, you know, they will be around for the next 30, 40 years. It's just, just dropping. It's just dropping. You know, I said something to somebody the other day. I said, what if this is the rapture? And he's just doing it like, you know, a few hundred at a time or a few thousand at a time instead of just everybody at once. Because it's just like it's just been so many. I mean, we're over 200,000 deaths just from this virus that's been documented. We don't know what hasn't been documented, but that's been documented in the course of six months. Think about that. That is like, what? What? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's just, it's absolutely mind-blowing. It's Mm -hmm. mind-blowing. 
And to think that you can be up and perfectly healthy one moment, and the next moment you got a ventilator strapped to you, and and you're gasping for breath. Right. That's crazy. Right. So it makes it even more important to appreciate the value of the life that you have been given. And to fully appreciate that life, you got to take care of it. You got to honor it. You got to take care of your body, which is your temple. You got to take care of your mind. Get off of social media. Stop watching so much news. <laughs> you know? Amen. Let your mind rest. Let your mind rest. And then you got to take care of your emotions. Because you are being impacted. I don't care who you are. You are being impacted by what is going on around you, you know. And it's taking Joyce Meyer's book, The Battlefield of the Mind, to a whole nother level, to a whole nother level. Hmm. You know, you were already in a battle, you know, and I love what you said about that Creflo shared, you know. Yeah, this is definitely not a playground, definitely not a playground. It is a battlefield. You know, and we're trusting. And then on top of, it, it, it would be enough just with the virus. But then you've got civil unrest. You've got people running the nation that you kind of sit and shake your head at. You've got people like the, the body of Christ. Forget about the, um, the citizens of the United States as a whole. The body of Christ is so divided right now and at odds with one another and angry with one another because of their political views. And I'm going, what am I missing here? Guys, wait, hold on. Are we not first citizens of the kingdom of heaven? Isn't that our first citizenship? If we are not addressing the secondary citizenship here according to the rules and the regulations and the laws that have been enacted in where our first citizenship resides, then what are we doing? Because guess what? We're only in this secondary citizenship place for a twinkling of an eye. And then we revert back to our original home and our original place of citizenship, and we will be held accountable. We will be held accountable. Did we uphold the laws and the statutes of our homeland? Forget Africa, the motherland and all of that. No, your homeland is the kingdom of God. Did you uphold the rules of there? First and foremost. First and foremost, the laws of the land. Like now we're in this this huge fight over the Supreme Court justice. The Supreme Court justices' jobs are to uphold the constitutional um, and morality and the, the laws of the land. When they make a judgment, it has to be based on the law. I just, just this past week and, and really um, doing some more research and following up on, on RVG and finding out, you know, that even if she was on the minority side of a ruling in the Supreme Court, her dissension, her dissension remarks and the statements read into the, the um, transcripts of the court caused laws to be changed. Even though her side, she was an opposing side and her side did not win in the court, she was so strong in producing 
when the law was wrong, when the law needed to be changed, to the point where in her dissent, Congress had to go back and redo the law. And I'm like, that's powerful. That's powerful. And, and in thinking about that, the, what, I, what I take from that is the power and the authority taken into a spiritual level now, coming out of the natural in the Supreme Court, but taking it to a spiritual level, the power and the authority in the word of God where people may oppose you. You may be the minority um, um, opinion in something, but if you state it in such a way, people in this earth realm will have to change the law of this land to align itself with the law of the kingdom of heaven. And that's where we need to be. That needs to be our focus. Stop tripping for the body of Christ. I understand if if you're not a member of the body, I get it. Okay, I understand your fight and your argument, but if I am, I'm a child of God, and my first citizenship is in heaven, then what am I doing? Why am I fighting you instead of making sure that my voice is well heard in a manner that makes the law of this land change to align itself with the law of the kingdom of heaven? I'm like, hey, with some of our fights, we're fighting the wrong battles, and we're definitely using the wrong tactics in it. My, my tactic should not be to attack you. My tactic should not be to belittle you and berate you. No. What did God say? With loving kindness have I drawn thee. Soft word turns away wrath. How do I come at you and change your precepts and your thought and your opinion on a situation? By giving it to you in love. By speaking what God is giving us to speak. And we're missing it big time, big time. We're out here just tearing each other apart within the body. Forget the heathen within the body. <laughs> Something is really, really, really wrong with that picture. Really wrong. <laughs> just, it's, it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. But, but think about this now, because if you're not detoxing your spirit, if you're not stepping aside and getting into the presence of God and allowing him to wash you and to, to, to a degree, massage your heart, to, to make that stony heart flesh so that you're not just angry all the time, so that you're not just barking at people, but you're, you're with loving kindness getting the point across, then and only then can you enact change. My apostle here um, was asked to speak um, at President Trump's whatever he had here Friday, so I wouldn't even call it a rally, but he was supposed to be releasing um, his platinum plan for black America. Anyway, not going to get into the political side of that. However, here was what he, he called his sons and daughters to a Zoom call to say he was going to do this, to say he knew he would be push, get pushed back and flashed from it, but he was concerned about us because he had gotten flacked on his own before he was used to it, but he was concerned about us. So here was my comment to him. 
listen, I have to agree with your policy or what you feel, okay? I don't have to like my leaders to pray for them. I pray for the leaders of this country because that's what the word of God commands me to do, okay? I can agree to disagree with you, but I can still stand and pray a hedge of protection round about you because you are out there on the front line and you're standing on what you feel you were called to do. You know, you, hey, you say you heard from God and this is what he told you to do. Well, amen. Who am I to question what God told you? He didn't tell me that, but what he told you, he did not say that. <laughs> but, you know, you, you're standing on what you said God told you. Amen. And bless the Lord, because that's what God calls us to do, is to stand flat-footed and defend what he has, the, the, the directive he has given us. So I get it. I get it. But that doesn't mean that because I disagree with your decision or what you're, what you are putting out there, it doesn't mean that I can't pray for you. It doesn't mean that at all. And, and thank God it doesn't mean that because think about it, Tanya. We, are, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. If we hadn't had people that were still interceding for us, we would not be in the kingdom today. Amen. You know, Amen. parents that were just, that, I know my mama threw up both her hands. Okay, it's just like, what is wrong with this child? You know, I understand. I was rebellious. I get it. But it didn't make her turn her back on me. And that's, that's you know, the truth of a parent. God did, has never turned his back on us. He forgives us. He, he keeps us in, within his bosom. Even to this day. We, we all have things that we battle within ourselves. We have thoughts, we have deeds, we have actions, we have words, we have all kinds of things that we battle with on a daily basis. But the one thing that remains constant is true is God's love for us. That's the one thing that we can still take to the bank and know that that check we can cash. So we gotta stop. We we've gotta stop. And and here's here's something else too. Just going back to our topic of today, when you are weary, when when you become get into your weakened state, it is a place of attack in a vehement manner from the enemy because he knows you're in a weakened state. He knows that you're going through. He knows that you're not at your best. He knows that, you know, at, at there are times, that's why I thank you so much for your support and your prayers for the people that God has appointed to pray over my life. You guys don't have no idea how much I appreciate that because there are times like this past week where it is difficult to pray for myself. Other than to say, Daddy, I'm tired. Daddy, I hurt. You know? Yes. 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 And so you you learn to really, really appreciate the faithfulness of others. I had somebody tell me about a month ago, she said, I pray for you every day at 11 o'clock. She said, I have my alarm set on my phone. And at 11 o'clock every day, I pray for you and your pastor. 
because I had met her. Check this out. This is the faithfulness of an intercessor. I had asked her a few months ago. Pastor was going through some things, and I just asked her to touch and agree with me, you know, just for strength and stuff. You know, this is a true intercessor where you don't have to go into detail about what's going on. You just ask for them to stand with you for strength or to stand with you for the will of God or whatever. And this this was earlier this year that I asked this person for this, okay? And I promise you, three weeks ago, she told me, she said, I, every day my clock goes off at 11 o'clock, my alarm on my phone, and I pray for you and your pastor. That, that is, like, amazing. It brought tears to my eyes. It really did. Amen. Because I'm like, oh, my God. You know, it's like to know that God is that kind of a God, that he will station people around you. And here's, here's another thing, and I know you can appreciate what I'm fixing to say. This was what was so powerful about what she said to me, and God brought back to my remembrance, because the night mother, mother passed, the night mother made her transition, I remember asking God, who's going to pray for me? That was like, you know, it was like, that one constant, that one thing that I knew, no matter what was going on in my life, no matter what, yeah. I knew yeah. Father was praying for me. I know that. I knew it. I knew that. Yep. I knew it. Yep. Yep. You know? Yeah. You, you sometimes yep. you feel that. like, okay, so if this, this one person is gone, then you have nobody else. Nobody else is going to do this. And to hear of the faithfulness of somebody else, that regimented to keep you lifted in prayer, it just, even now, it just it just blows my mind. Yes. But that's the faithfulness yes. of God. Yes. That's yes. the faithfulness of God. So you have to know in your weakened moment, God has your back. He's got people that he has strategically stationed to cover you. You're not Real. alone. Real. You may feel that way in the natural, but you're not alone. That's you may hurt thing. in the natural. And, yes. and God understands that. But that's why it's so Say important it. to take that time of refreshment, to take that time of stepping back and saying, Daddy. I need you right now, Daddy. I need you to cleanse my spirit. Daddy, I need you to help me with my emotions. Daddy, I need you to work on my mind. I need you and to take time to allow him to minister to you. Yes. To take that time. Don't feel like you just got to keep pushing, pushing, pushing. No, step back. Yeah. Mm-mm. I need you. Yes. I yes. need you. That's real. So, so share what, how, how do you cope with those times? Because like you said, you felt the exact same thing. So share with the listeners, how do you cope during those times? Man, so I'm going to tell you something, you guys. I have many different levels, um, and I believe that God takes me through. There's sometimes I... I I can handle it, you know, and I and I feel so strong. And then there's so sometimes mm-hmm. when I feel strong, then before I know it, I feel so defeated, so weak. And mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. prayer, and it is the, the prayers of the righteous around you that love you. And they don't have to talk to you mm-hmm. all the time. 
God can just put it in their heart. You didn't. I didn't know at the time what was going on with you. I just know the Lord kept bringing you in my heart. And when he keeps bringing you in my heart like that, that's when I said, let me text her just to tell her I love you and I just want you to know I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, when mm-hmm. I, I discovered that you had a loss. But, you guys, I was at yeah. the store about two weeks ago, and I was, you know, doing my job, doing me, and, you know, just mentally and just talking to myself and praying and, you know, and just doing what I had to do. And this young man, um, he was Caucasian, and he looked like he had to be about 17, 18 years old. And, you know, we wear masks now in the grocery store or whatever, and he came up to me and he said, how are you? And I said, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? So I didn't think anything about it. I turned my back and I started doing what I'm doing. But from my back vision, I'm, you know, my peripheral vision, I'm going, is he still standing there? So he was still standing there. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell he was mm-hmm. kind of smiling. He had a mask on. But I was like, okay. I was like, did you need some help with something? You know, you need me to help you find something? And he said, no. Mm-hmm. He said, I just want you to know you're doing a great job. And I said, wow, Wow. thank you. Thank you so much. He said, I want you to know that God loves you. And he told me to tell you Mm. you're doing a great job. And I looked at him. I go, why would you say that to me? And I was like, oh, my God, you're going to make me cry. And before I knew it, (laughs) tears fell out of my eyes. And I Mm. knew then that that was Mm. the Holy Spirit. And I had to say to him, you don't even realize. I need to hear that. Thank you so much. And another customer, bear witness, when she passed by, she goes, wow. I mean, like she, as if she was shocked that he said that. And I I was Mm. just, you know, I was like, wow, oh, my gosh, thank you. I I couldn't thank you enough. And then he said, Mm -hmm. do you mind if I pray for you? I Mm. mean, if I ain't passing this up, I don't care if I'm in the grocery store. And I was, you guys. (laughs) In the middle of the floor, I know, that's you know what I'm right. saying, people passing by. But I knew right then, if yeah. I was ashamed to pray right then, then I, my Father in Heaven mm. would be ashamed of me. And I sit there and I go, All yes, right. please. And he said I would, and, and he prayed for me. And as this mm. young man began to pray, I was tripped out because he never even mm. met me. I've never met him and what he prayed in my life. And then he paused and said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come up against what the enemy is trying to do and what he's he's trying to think he's getting ready to do. But I cancel it in the name of Jesus. Mm. And let Mm. me say something to you you guys. I thank God because when he got done, Mm. I looked at him and he said, I wish I could hug you. I said, well, we're going to have to do a a little elbow bump for right now. But I had to thank (laughs) him. Thank you. And he walked away. So what I'm here to tell you guys is this. I thank God for his mercy and his grace. Yeah. When you ask me what yeah. do I do, you guys, sometime when I wake up early in the morning and I'm getting ready for work just to get my mind together, I promise you guys, I look for something, a word of God. You know, you may not like mm-hmm. this uh, bishop or minister or may not like that one, but uh, there's somebody with a word. Don't look for a word yeah. that necessarily yeah. makes you feel good. Look for a word mm. that's going to correct you and perfect mm. you. And that, and through Glory. that, that's God's love. Don't always look for yeah. something that feels good. Look for something that can hit you in your heart and your soul and say, you know what, Lord, mm. that's me. 
You know, that's me. I'm feeling like that. Then I listen to music, sis. You know, one of my favorite mm-hmm. songs right now, and it could be anybody else's. I'm just telling you what mine is. Is that song by mm-hmm. Marvin Sapp. I thank you for it all. And when you listen to mm-hmm. it, he said the good, the bad, the ugly, great, and small. I'm just so wow. grateful for it all because of you. Yeah, yeah. That's the reason why yeah. I am, because of you. It's all because of you. And, and, and mm. my husband and I were going up against something, a challenge last week, one of the properties. And I just, and we, and wow, we both got to a point, and he was getting ready to say, and I'm just so tired, blah, 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 blah. And I had to say, that's why you're going to listen to that song. And I start saying the words to him. And he said, thank you. Mm. And God worked it all out for our good. I'm not telling you mm. that it's going to be perfect. There's going to be losses, and that's the ones I don't like. Mm-hmm. There's going to be mm-hmm. disappointments. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. There's going to be bad decisions. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. There's going to be defeat mm-hmm. sometimes. I don't like them. But you got to know through it all, it's not always bad. It's, it's some good right. in it sometimes. It's some yeah. laughter in it. Yeah. You, you were blessed <clears throat> to meet your friend, even though the loss, but you were blessed in this time that you came across someone yeah. so awesome. And that's what yeah. you have to thank God for. What would I have done if I never met mother? What would I have done if she never mm. came into my life? And this mm. day I'm maturing more, more because she's not in my life because I hear her more now than I try to mm-hmm. listen to it sometimes. And I had her right there with me. Okay. So that's how I do. Yeah. You got to encourage yourself. Here's the key. You, you, what her words have even greater weight to you now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because, yeah. like, there were times where you know you would hear her, but it was like I'm not trying to hear this right now. You know what I'm saying? Right. But now, yeah. hindsight, and you be like, oh my God, I hear you, mother. I understand. I absolutely understand what you were trying to say to me. Yeah. Totally. And I miss her, you guys, yeah. right now. You know what? I miss my dad, both of my dads. I miss the different people that are in my life, friends and stuff that I've lost along the way. But I'm here, and we're still here for whatever reason. Amen. But no, you know, again, today's message is it's okay. It's okay today to not feel so great. It's okay today. Exactly. Just not want to do it. Just the other day I said to my husband, I don't want to grow up. Because, baby, if I did, I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> and I said, I don't want to be an adult today. I don't want to go into work today. Uh, I don't want to say it's okay yeah. today. And he said, you have to. Yeah. I don't want to. Why? Why do I have to? You know, and I went uh, into work, and you guys, please believe me. People called in. People showed up late. And I thought, I don't want to do this. But all of a sudden, uh, I heard the Lord say to me, why are you getting ready to get mad? I said, because... He called in, now I got to do his work, and now I'm this. He says, but I'm giving you everything you need to do the job. I said, I know, Father, but it's just rotten. He said, but why? You going to mm. ruin your day? Mm. And all of a sudden, I had to go wow. to my boss and say, come on, we get ready to do this. I feel this overwhelming mm. joy that just came over me, this overwhelming happiness. We're going to get through this. Mm. Before we know it, this day will be over. And it'd be done. And it was. 
Wow. It is wow. how you look at it. It is how you view it. Yes. But if you today yes. feel like you don't want to view it that way, it's okay. I'm just telling you don't stay in that vacation long. Don't stay exactly. in despair long. Exactly. Don't stay in hurt long. Don't stay in disappointment long. Don't stay in sadness long. Don't stay in that right. that, that sorrow long. Stay. It's okay to go but, there sometimes. But no one to come out. The key is and say, when you get there, you reach out to God. Yes. The key is once you get into that place that you, if you go isolate, isolate yourself with the Lord. Don't isolate yourself from the Lord. Isolate yourself with the Lord. Because he is Amen. the one that's going to get you through. Just like what you just said, it was like, you know, you were going through, you were about to have your pity party, your mad time, everything all wrapped up in one. But God is going, but why? Yeah, why? Because I'm here. I'm here. here. What's the problem? What you need? And I heard him say that to me, and I had to go to my boss and say, come on. Okay, and I had to tell my coworkers around me, okay, don't go there. Okay, God said we got some joy right now, and that's what we're going to walk in. Okay, I've already had my mm-hmm. moment. Okay, nobody's allowed to have one. Everybody was like, okay. You know, okay. that's the sensational joy, you guys, of working with more men than women. <laughs> uh, okay, because it was, uh, like, really peppy up in there. Okay, amen. Okay. So, I'm, I'm just wishing you guys well today. And we're just here to yeah. say to you, find time. Find a day or two. You may not get a week because of things that's going on. But find that mm-hmm. one day. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a nice you bath. Yeah. yeah, give yourself, you know, get you a movie. You know, you guys find you mm-hmm. something good to eat. And just chill. Mm-hmm. If you eat good all the time, allow yourself a day for ice cream. If you, you know, allow okay. yourself a day. Because I guess what? Yeah. And get back on track the next day. Just don't mm-hmm. stay there long. And I love you guys. And I'm yeah. glad you guys listened today. And I hope you comment on our page and let us know how much you enjoy it and, and just comment and let us know what you're going through so we can all get through it together. Okay. And we can pray together. It. You know, we can we can yes. bombard heaven together. You know, you're not in this alone. And that's that's the lie and the trick of the enemy is to isolate you from God instead of to isolate you with God. So that you feel Amen. that you're all alone and that nobody understands what you're going through. Like I said, the whole point of why I wanted to do this show today was just to share. You're not alone in this. You're, you know, I mean, we all walk through these dark periods of time, you know, and Amen. with everything that's been going on lately, it's just been insane. It's been yes, insane. God. Yes. Yes. You know? We just, yes. We so just lost a district court judge. Yes. 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 We're losing people, you guys. We are the new fight. Please go out there yeah. and cast your vote. That's the next fight. Oh, please, go out there please, and cast your vote. Yes, 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 yes. Early. Early. So yes. If you are in yes, a state please. that has early voting, go do it early. Go. Don't yes. wait. Don't wait. Yes. Go. Go early, you guys. Go. Cast your vote. And let me say something to you. Whatever it is, however God leads you, go. You don't have to discuss with anybody your political views or how you feel. You vote for how God leads you to. And I believe with prayer and going out there casting your vote, you know, you guys, we have to remember one thing. We are the ones that can make change and make the difference. Don't expect anything different 
if you're not going to do something different to provoke change. Amen. That's right. That's right. So, sis, we got four minutes left in the show. Would you pray for the people, please? I always love when you ask me that, and I thank God for that. And I thank our Heavenly Father Mm -hmm. for such an awesome day. Right now, Father God, you have given us rain and cool weather. We're in the West Coast. We need to pray Mm -hmm. for rain. But we're praying for all Mm -hmm. those who have suffered a loss, all those who are going through with the forest fires, Father God, and even with us down here, Father God, with the floods. We pray for those, Father God, who have suffered loss, whether it's been a family member, a friendship, what a loved one, whatever it is, Lord, we're praying for those right now. Mm. We're praying for the brokenhearted. We are praying for those right yeah. now, Father God, that feel stagnated. They feel isolated. Mm. They feel confined. We are just praying right now in the name of Jesus that you would open up a door, Father God, and shine your Shekinah mm. glory, your light through that tunnel for them. Allow them mm. to see the bright and the light of day, Father God. Sing loud, yes, Father Lord. God, all of us, Father God, to have praise in our hearts and our souls right now. No, it's not. You never mm-hmm. promised us every anything would be easy. You never promised us it would be perfect days every day. You'll be happy when it is, and if it is, Father God, and it, we thank you. And if it isn't, we want to get be able to thank you. We thank you right now Hallelujah. for the good, the bad, the ugly, the great, the small. We thank you for our family members, Father God. We thank you, mm-hmm. Father God, for our coworkers. We thank you for our bosses. We thank you for the politicians, the, the, the pastors, the ministers, the bishops, the evangelists, the urchins, mm-hmm. the singers, all those that are going through right now because of the COVID. We pray for those right now, Father God, that churches are still not open. But, Father God, in the name of Jesus, most of all, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for yes, it all. We pray for those mm-hmm. that are listening to the sounds of our voice in the name of Jesus. Allow them to share with us each one, teach one. And we thank you right now because yes, we know no matter what happens in that White House, you have the answer to it all. We all have to come yes, back and repent. Father God, repent and ask you to forgive us for the things that we have not mm-hmm. done ourselves. And most of all, Father mm-hmm. God, when we go out to the polls, let us be led by your spirit and true values yes, of what Lord. we believe and what we stand in. Yes, and let Lord. us not just fall for anything. We thank you right now, mm-hmm. Father. In Jesus' name, okay. we pray. Amen. It's two more minutes, Seth. Would you please Amen. just bless us with a last-minute word and a spouse? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I would just encourage encourage you all to take care of you. That's that's what this is all about. All of this has been about. Because if you don't take care of you, you can't take care of others. And to know that you are not alone. You're not. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy. God is always there. And quiet as is kept, he's got people stationed around you just specifically for you to encourage you. You know, so so often we push people away when we're in this state of mind. We don't want to talk to anybody. We don't want to be bothered. And people are reaching out to you because they have a word. Just, just remember what my sister just shared. She's in the store. She's doing her job. And God sent an angel to give her a word to say she's doing a good job. God knows how to encourage you. So remember that. Remember that you're not alone, and God specifically has people strategically placed to bless you. 
in word, in action, in deeds. So don't yes. forget that. And with that being don't said, I just it. wanted to wish you a phenomenal week. We're back on track. Thank you, Jesus. And so, Lord willing, we'll be back here, same God time, same God channel next week. Have channel. an incredible week in the Lord. God bless you. I love you, sis. I love you guys. I love you, sis. Love you, I love you, beautiful. Bye-bye. Let's keep it real.